thanks for my card. What card? You're confusing me now. I got, I got a lovely bottle. Of, I got a lovely bottle and a card. Was it not from you? It wasn't from me, Dustin. There, there, there must be some secret admirer out there who uh, possibly is, is maybe blind, possibly deaf. You're frightening me now. I must have a bloody stalker. I must have a bloody stalker. I'm having some of it. I'm having some of it with Dad Coke tonight. No. Do you for wind up? Definitely not me, buddy. Definitely not. My God. I'm on the the genius. Are are you on the genius tonight? Well, listen, Um, I was going to celebrate and all. I was going to put up the love hearts. Look at that there. I was going to put the love hearts up. Now, before we go any further, uh, I have to give a little apology because uh, we were supposed to be doing a tasting tonight. Irish-American were supposed to to send out samples to the competition winners who we've notified, uh, but there was a problem at the distillery. I think something happened. Uh, It's beyond my control, and they have said that they'll get them sent out at the start of the week, so we'll do it next week. Fingers crossed. Okay. Fingers crossed. No worries. Next week. I don't think. So people, just. I don't, I don't think people are too worried, Marty, because I think they're all uh, apologising prophetically to the other half for not being able to go out and do anything tonight. I think that's what the the night. Yeah, our, our viewers are a romantic bunch, so that would be uh, maybe the problem, you know. Uh, but don't worry, it's all in front of us. Uh, as as old Captain Sir Tom Moore used to say, tomorrow will be a better day. You know, so we have okay. a good show tonight. We have a bit of romance on the show tonight, Justin. Do we? What has what romance uh-huh. possibly got to do with whiskey? All will be revealed, my friend. All will be revealed. No, uh, we've it's a bit of a love story, isn't it? It is, it, it's actually, it actually is a really nice story. Um, the fact that uh yeah, it's, it's 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 a real interesting story, um, and we won't be the first people to uh, to sort of become enamoured of the whole thing. It's it's a, it's, it's a cool story, now. it's really nice, really pleasant. Okay. okay, but we've got we've got a lot of news to get through this week, actually, and uh, even more news next week because we have a very busy week. You're getting me up at the crack of dawn in the morning to to talk to India of all places. We are. We're we're going. La- last week I was on the phone to the people in the US and then during the week I was on the phone to people in India. Uh, so exciting stuff. I, I you'll like this guy, Justin. You'll like him. He's 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 part of the future, shall we say. He's part of the future. All right. I'm looking forward to getting on that plane business class to India. That's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> uh, at the minute, Justin I would love to go on the plane and go to Glasgow. It would nearly be enough for me. <laughs> you know? All right. Here you'll be wanting a Glasgow kiss tonight. Shall I give you a Glasgow kiss? Glasgow kiss. And you, you react. Here we go. There you go. Glasgow kiss. There you go. Uh, it's a headbutt. Anybody doesn't know it's a headbutt. No way. Uh, it's been snowing down here all day today. So it has. So me and Justin filmed a little thing yesterday. And it's a good job we did it yesterday because there's about a foot and a half of snow down here. Hello. That much snow? Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a pile of snow down here. Yeah. Okay. Bizarre. But there you go. Yeah. 
So what's first on the news tonight? First on the news tonight, Justin. Dublin Planning Department have granted permission to Temple Inns Limited to build a high-end whiskey emporium that will house the largest collection in Ireland. Now, originally the plan had been refused as it was felt that there was enough off-licenses, liquor stores for people in the US, in the area. But the board concluded that it is not an off-license in the ordinary sense of the word, but rather a bespoke high-end retail, cultural and tourist experience. Temple Inns Limited said, visitors to the Emporium could relax in the seating area, listen to a pianist and taste the product within the shop. Now, it's commissioned Drinksology to design a bespoke whiskey experience with the experiential concept. Now, Drinksology, for anyone who doesn't know, is a Belfast firm. They own Kirker and Greer, which is a, a, a new bonding warehouse that they're, they're building up near Roseland Cemetery. Um, and they designed the Dead Rabbit, which is regularly cited as being the best bar in the world. Okay, yeah. So that's who they've brought in. Now, anyone who's been to Temple Bar will know that anyone who's been to Temple Bar is probably still paying it off. Uh, <laughs> the drink in it is just ferociously expensive, and it's really just a, a tourist trap, let's be honest. I mean, there's, there's not very many locals or people from anywhere near the area that are going to be drinking in Temple Bar because it's fierce, ferociously expensive. So one can only imagine what they're going to charge for Irish whiskey. You know, Irish whiskey, the prices of it going through the roof and on top of the Temple Bar Premium, I, I, I don't know. I, I'd like to see it because I'd imagine it'll be extremely pleasant and plush and nice. But, <laughs> I mean, I think the last time I was in Temple Bar, it was, was it €8 Euro a pint, something like that? Just mm. ridiculous money. So you can only imagine what it would be for, you know, like a Middleton very rare is going to say you back or, a, a, you know, a, a, a Bushmill 16. I mean, I don't know. I, 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 I would be scared to guess, you know. Right. Yes. It's a bit dear. It's a bit dear. I, I, I don't understand how it's justified whenever you go to the likes of Portugal and you can get a pint for a euro or less. Well, I know there's plenty of taxes and stuff put on it and you're always going to pay a bit of a premium for being in in a big city because just because you have to charge for rates and, and so on but Temple Bar is just ferociously expensive um, ludicrously expensive in many ways so it'll be nice to get down and see I don't think I would be spending too much time there to be honest but we'll, we'll, we'll see we'll wait and see okay uh, what's next in the news tonight number second on the news we have to go back and address really the, the the state of the scotch whiskey industry now it's they are getting hammer blow after hammer blow to be honest so scotch whiskey exports slumped to the lowest level in a decade the scottish whiskey association have said exports have fallen by 23 percent to 3.8 billion pounds now along with the loss of the tourism revenue I mean, the distilleries are just taking an absolute pounding. In 2020, exports to the US fell by 32%. So they dropped by £340 million to £729 million. So 
and a lot of that is based on the COVID crisis and then the 25% tariff that we've talked about a couple of times now. Mm -hmm. The tariff was brought in because EU subsidies given to Airbus, EU and the UK, I should say. But exports to the EU have dropped by 15% as well. Now, the Scottish Whiskey Chief Executive, Karen Betts, is calling on Rishi Sunak, who's the Chancellor of the Exchequer, to drop the, the domestic whiskey taxes. So she said, the Scotch whisky industry has now paid over half a billion pound in tariffs, which is a form of tax on behalf of the UK government because of subsidies that the government granted to the aerospace sector in breach of World Trade Organization rules. Now, a lot of the time, whenever we hear about this kind of stuff, you know, taxes and tariffs and all that kind of stuff, it's almost as if it's sort of ethereal. It's not really something that really affects anybody other than they have to pay a little bit more for for you know a bottle of whiskey but an industry can't take 23 percent drop in revenue and that's just in exports that's not including the drop in tourism grants or tourism it's a big hit a big a big a big hit they just can't do it and it's the taxes i said this last week they're talking about taxes coming in for EU American whiskey coming into the EU are going to be hit by a 50% tax which will spark in the US doing a retaliatory thing and putting more tax on it again. Now if the, if the US then decides, well, we're doing it on Scotch whiskey, we'll do it on Irish whiskey uh, where, where Irish whiskey is at that sort of fledgling stage it will be a hammer blow. I mean, it's just, I mean, this is people's livelihoods. This is an entire industry. And it can't take that level of abuse. It just can't. It's impossible. So I do wish they would hurry up and get this fixed. Um, I do think if they drop uh, whiskey taxes, it might make some difference. I don't necessarily think it would make a huge difference domestically because a bottle of whiskey tax on it in the UK is about £10.80 or £11. So if they drop it, drop it by a couple of pounds, it's not going to make a huge difference, but it would possibly help. But until until they get Mad. their act together, madness, 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 it, it indeed. Is. Just madness, just madness. But that's what happens with these things. Now, good news, Jameson. Jameson, in light of all the other distilleries and all the other products that are having bother, Jameson sales are up three percent. So in wow. the first half, yeah, in the first half of last year, they sold 4.75 million cases, which is incredible. Uh, UK, it's up 12%. US, it's up 7%. US, or in Ireland, it's up 4%. Red Spot saw a growth of 33%. Middleton saw a growth of 46%. The, the, the spot range in total, 31% up. And the ready-to-drink category has went up by 42%. So, you know, the pre-mixed stuff. So, I mean, they went up by a huge amount in Australia, New Zealand, the UK, Canada. So is this the future? Are people going to be buying uh, pre-made cocktails, pre-made... It's... Drinking at home, Marty, is it? Well, is it drinking at home stuff brought it up? Well, it must be. It must. There's obviously some reason for it. Um, I don't necessarily think it's something that's going to last forever and ever and ever, but 
people get a taste for these things and you know if, as long as they're do you remember you used to get like Jack Daniels and a Coke tin, you know, Jack Daniels and Coke in a tin. I like them ready made things. They're they're pretty good. It was it was okay, but I don't think it was never it was never going to set the world alight, let's be honest. But I think if they did it to a high standard, then I don't see why it couldn't take off and couldn't be uh, another category. But I mean it's good news for Irish whiskey because well, we've all these new distilleries opening up, but really they're all a, a tiny fraction compared to Jameson, even even uh, Bush Mills and Tullamore Dew are, are trailing way, way behind Jameson. So the fact that it's still growing in spite of all the other problems is, is good news. I mean, it really is. We'll, we'll better say hello to some of the people that have tuned in tonight before we move on to the next story tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me see. You see, this is the, this is fantastic tonight. Okay, Mark Kerr's in the room. Thank you. Good evening to you. Uh, Jody Burke and the Canadians are in the room. Good evening to you. Uh, Trevor Watson's saying hello. Uh, uh, William, Mc, William McClanagan is saying uh, a bit fancy there. Evening, guys. Yes, we've got the hearts up so the, 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 the significant other can watch along with you. Talking <laughs> of them, uh, there's Julie Mason tonight. Uh, evening, everyone. Good evening to you a happy valentine's day although valentine's day isn't the same day in america is it no i don't think it is is it february the 14th no, is it day. i'm thinking of mother's day maybe something like that now uh, mother's day thanks yep yeah, uh patrick milkey good evening to you sean mcclanahan uh evening yes yes you you've nearly you've nearly passed the 4k there you go uh let me see uh, Michael Matthews, even whiskey fans. Yes, it's not just fans of whiskey. Watch this show. Fans of me, I got sent a bottle of whiskey and a, and a Valentine's card. Do you not know that? And it, and, and it wasn't for I me. I'll just clarify that again. I'll just reiterate that in case there's a problem. In case anybody's on well, the I did. I didn't think I didn't think this was was from you because you couldn't do this to me, you know. But it was a bit <laughs> weird to card all the same. But anyway, anyway, it was something to do with glazing donuts. But anyway, um, uh, <laughs> Darren Party Milligan says evening. Yes, uh, evening to you. Remember to comment, like, and share if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, and do subscribe on YouTube and hit us up and buy me a coffee as well, Irish whiskey. Uh, James Key saying hello. Uh, Sherman, Sherman saying hello. Aren't you in one of those American Pie movies, Sherman? I think you no, are. No, no, Sherman's in Sterling in Scotland. Sherman's a man. Sherman's a Palomino man, like myself. He's a, he's All a right, one. and he's just been accepted to his masters. So congratulations, Sherman. Well done, mate. Very good. All right. Yeah, yeah. I didn't do. I didn't know you could get a master's in that. But there you go. You live and learn all the time. Now, uh, Matt Darcy, Irish whiskey says hello. We were talking about you the other day. We were. We were talking about them yesterday. We, 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 we can't play Justin the video. That. We can't play the video this week, can we? We'll play it another time. Well, what? We'll do it next week. But, um, what? What, what day is next week? No, can't do it. No, we we'll have either. to do it after the twenty first. We'll have to do it. We'll do, we'll do it after 21st. the twenty first. Because medallion man, medallion man <laughs> features in in uh, in our video, uh, which goes out on the twenty first. So we can't show it because it's it's for World Tourism Guiding Day. What is what is what is a tourist guide, Marty? What is that? It's, do you remember back back in before we were reincarnated as whatever as we are now? Um, me and you used to both be tourist guides. When tur- when tourists, it's a bit like you know in uh, Star Wars where they talk about the Jedi. Back when you know these this breed of people that's sort of mythical. Well, that's kind of like us. We were we were tourist guides 
way back when these weird thing called tourists appeared. Me and you used to show them about, right, and tell them, bestow our great knowledge of the place about to them, you know. There, there's a woman there, Linda Cox. There's a woman watching tonight. I'm getting worried about these cards. There's a couple of women watching this show now. I, 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 and one actually bought me a coffee and buy me a coffee at Irish Whiskey. And I'm thinking, was it her? But anyway, maybe she's got a husband. I don't know. I, I, I don't want the husband coming around. I'm just going to say something. Tell everybody about this. Because Justin's a good form now, but he wasn't in such a good form at the start of the week because Justin got Zuckerberg. <laughs> Justin. <laughs> Justin. Justin made reference, and I'll just say it because uh, just in case Zuckerberg's listening again, Justin made reference to uh, a place on the border between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland. Now, it's called... Which is a world heritage site, by the way. I think it, it is. It's, it's, it's definitely a, a recognised historical site. And it's a bit like office dike between England and, and, and Wales. This is the same sort of thing. And it's, it's called... Not a, it's Dyke of that sort. No, it's a the Black Pig's Dyke, as in Dyke, as in Ditch. <laughs> Justin wrote this, and he got Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg gave him a telling off. <laughs> he was raging. That's very funny. Yeah, I know, I know. But uh, anyway, yeah. Trump <laughs> get, when Trump gets back in, he's gone. <laughs> he's gone. Good night. I don't think you have to work. Right, James uh, Moore, James Moore Doherty says, "Evening, lads. How you doing? Yeah. Uh, How are you? There's an awful lot to get through. This will take another five minutes, Mori. <laughs> you queue up the next story there. Uh, Mark Kerr <laughs> saying, "Happy Valentine's Day for tomorrow and Happy New Year from yesterday." Oh, it's Chinese. Oh, yeah. Chinese, yeah, yeah. We we actually had a Chinese. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> look, look at this one. It says, wow, Tinder Live tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's maybe, but it's maybe Bumble. It's maybe Bumble. Uh, Shane Foley is saying, <laughs> evening all. Uh, Mark's saying, the snow's all gone. Uh, Mark, no, help it, not down here, it's not. Uh, Mark curses of the jingle, Marty. That's not the news jingle. We're working on that there. Snow, go, snow all gone in Straban. Uh, there you go. Snow's, snow's all why is that going to come up? What's going on there? It's going weird, <laughs> oh my. Am I seeing double? There you go. It's going weird. It says Straban is on the border between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland over Donegal Way. Uh, William McLennan oh. is, is saying, uh, what's happening to Marty's internet? It's working. It, it, it is actually working tonight. We're making it work. All right? I, so just in I, case you think it's I do it isn't working. I do apologise. No, no, he's saying it's working, but it's not actually working. I, we're, we're doing... What do you mean? That is working. No, no, but it's it's not the actual... It's not what we, what we intended to do in the first place. That's what I'm saying, dropping mm. the Irish, okay? So it, it, so there you go. Uh, William McLennan is saying, uh, enjoying Bushmills 10-year single malt. This is my favourite. Lovely. Yeah. Yule Price is saying good evening. Uh, Grant Erskine is saying good evening. Uh, Mark oh. Kerr is saying uh, opening a new business there, Justin Cocktails in a can. We'll better be careful with that one. Yes, we're going to be talking cocktails hopefully next week if we can get them. Uh, Thomas Jones, good evening to you. Uh, how's Mrs. Jones? Uh, it's the 14th today. It is 
McAllister, did you say my card, Stacey? No, you've got a partner that wasn't you. Andrew <laughs> McAllister, evening to you guys. It wasn't her either because she's with Andrew. Uh, Jordy Burke is a man. He didn't send me a card. Ah. Didn't have a Canadian postal stamp on it. You'll get, you'll get uh, Terry Donnelly again. is you'll saying, get, keep it lit, lads. I'll be seeking sanctuary in YouTube. Uh, Frank Hearn <laughs> is saying, evening, gentlemen, having a wee 16-year-old Bushmills wedding anniversary present oh, for the good lovely. lady, Kate. That's a good one. She's a keeper. Uh, She's a keeper. She's a keeper. Uh, little Prinder and Madeira finish here. Lovely. Lovely. Grant Erskine yeah. saying uh, that. I, 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 tourist, I could probably have a, a, a Dylan Thomas Prinder. Mm, lovely. Yes, lovely. You, you're a big Dylan fan. I am. Let me see. A tourist guide, what you call furlonged yet until 2025, probably. Uh, Jonathan McCulloch, what a big loss in Scottish whiskey sales, as talked about in the papers today. Did it make the papers somewhere? Maybe it made mm -hmm. Daily Record, Marty, did it? Um, I don't know, but they always play catch up to me. So yeah. I don't know, it could have been there. It's either catch up or copycat the play. Uh, Michael Matthews <laughs> is saying it's just wet. No snow around our way. Where does Michael Matthews? He's saying there's no snow and he's standing in the snow with a plane. Look at that there. <laughs> well, probably, guys, there's plenty of snow down here in Glenarm. Um, it snowed all day. It snowed most of the day today. It was, it's, it's, it's Glenarm is stunning at the best of times. But when the snow comes and you're tucked in the house and you look out over the glen, it's even nicer. So I'll just say that. Drop of a drop of Irish thinks the internet's working fine tonight. I'm glad it is at your end. It, it's not quite at ours. Uh, and and Andrew McAllister has a Dunville's uh, Pedro Jimenez. Should he open it? Yes. Send me send me a, a drop of that. That'll be lovely. <clears throat> now we're all caught up. Uh, we're getting unbelievable response. You know, we're we're going to pass the hundred messages soon on this on a night, which is okay. something else. Remember to comment, like, and share. That pushes it out there. Hit the thumbs up. Tell your friends, like us on YouTube, that helps us help you and it gets guests because then they see the power of the internet when it works. So I'm getting upgraded to 67 meg on the 20th. So there you go, hopefully. What's next, Marty? We're going back to Jameson, Justin. We're going back to Jameson. Jameson has been doing this uh, partnership schemes and they've got one, well, they've actually got three. Uh, I'm like Ted Rogers, three, two, one. Um, they've got three coming up for St. Paddy's Day. Now, they're doing with three restaurants, um, Blecker Burger, Mother Clucker, I have to say that, I could get Zuckerberg <laughs> if I mispronounce that, Mother Clucker, and Pil Pizza Pilgrims. So for the 11th, the 12th, and the 17th of March. Now, what it is, is bespoke two-person food and cocktail kits. So your bleacher burger, you learn how to make a double cheeseburger for Mother Clucker, Zuckerberg. Uh, it's a DIY fr fry double chicken sandwich with a Jameson honey glaze. The Pizza Sounds Pilgrims lovely. Pizza Pilgrims will be uh, pizzas with a coulis Irish cheese, mozzarella, parmesan, basil with Jameson honey and black pepper drizzle. Now, the Jameson honey and black pepper drizzle sounds like something I would really enjoy. Yes. Now the cocktails Cocktails have uh, the ingredients to make a Jamo and ginger and a black barrel old-fashioned. Uh, so when you buy these kits, they'll also feature live music. So remember we talked about them doing the, 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 the music tie-ups with the up-and-coming bands. So this is kind yes. of a follow-on from that. 
is this another thing of the, the way forward where they have different um, tie-ups with these guys and do, promoting new bands? I kind of like this, you know. It's it's not something that I would personally buy into, but I can I like the fact that they're doing this. At least they're being proactive, you know. Okay. Uh, and we still have one more story because I've got graphics for another story to come, don't mm-hmm. I? Mm-hmm. Now, we might be on the verge of having another whiskey region. Okay. <coughs> now, we have all the whiskey regions in Scotland. We have the whiskey regions in uh, the whiskey region in Ireland, obviously. But then we have Kentucky bourbon uh, and Tennessee whiskey. They, they're both legally protected. We might be getting Indiana State Rye. Now, Indiana State Representative Chris May is wanting to establish Indiana Rye as something similar to Kentucky Bourbon. There's now there's over thirty distilleries in Indiana, or, or the Hoosier State, as it's known. Is it? Um, is that these guys here with this funny hat on? Is that the ones I'm looking at here? Yes, yeah, I've got the right, got the right thing up. Yeah, that's the right guy. Yep. Um, now they're wanting to bring out uh, like a legal definition, which will make it a class. I have to get this right because American laws is always a bit different from over here. It would make it a class B misdemeanor to label a product that doesn't meet the requirements, which would be the is for the labeling, marketing, and selling of Indiana rye. So the mash bill would have to be fifty one percent rye. Which, if you've ever tasted a rye whiskey, it's very peppery and spicy. You get Canadian rye whiskies, but this is going to be a slightly different thing. It would have to be fermented from a sour sweet mash, distilled to more than no more than 80% ABV, which is quite low in some regards. Aged for two years and not greater than 40% ABV in the or not less than 40% ABV in the ball. Now the guy with the, the the rather fetching hat is a man called Jeff McCabe, who's the co-owner of the Truth, the Hard Truth distilling company um, and he's wanting to he's tied up with uh, the representative Chris May now Mr McCabe his family come originally from County Cabin and he's brought out an Irish whiskey and if you go on a the, the Hard Truth Distilling Company website he, he talks about his family being Scots Irish which is what I am I'm my ancestors pretty much all come from Scotland. Obviously, we have in Ireland. So that's Scots-Irish uh, connection again. So good Ulster men, you know. So I, the fact that we're going to get another, possibly another whiskey region, I think that's a good thing. I, I, I like this. I'm, I'm all on for that kind of thing. It's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just all go. We're going to be exploring, hopefully very soon, a fantastic whiskey region. India, the world's biggest Indian. Uh, whiskey region really Justin um, we have a conversation I had a conversation with this guy during the week and we have to we have an interview with him tomorrow uh, at half 11 which is a strange time because it's five, five o'clock his time in India so we have to try and get I have up. to get up early in the morning how am I going to go to my church <laughs> Justin Satan hangs back for you son <laughs> you know, I'm, only jo- I'm only joking. Justin's not a, a satanic devil worshiper. Don't worry, Berg. They wouldn't have him. Uh, they wouldn't have him. <laughs> no, I know. Canadian rye is bulk. 
that's Sean McClanahan's side, Canadian Raya's book, and Andrew mm. McAllister's is on Albert Felder tonight. Uh, so, yeah, well, so we're, we're talking, we're talking to India tomorrow. Now, in case anybody's under any illusions about this, this, the I got a little stat to show Justin uh, the other day. Uh, this is probably a little bit out of date. There needs to be an update on this. But of the top 25 best-selling whiskies in the world, 13 of them are in India. Uh, the top four best-selling whiskies, now over here they wouldn't be legally defined as whiskies because of the, the, what they're made from and, and the aging process and stuff, but they are defined as whiskey in India. The top four all outsell Johnny Walker, and all of them are sold domestically on the Indian market. So we're going to talk to a really nice, really cool guy who's opened a new distillery in, in Himalayas. But cool. we're going even more exotic tonight. We're going to Japan next. <sighs> How on earth Love it. did whiskey Love end it in up the in Japan? Everywhere I look around. Bear, I keep, since you got Zuckerberg, I keep looking around to make sure I have to watch what <laughs> This is a love story, Justin. This is a love story. And it is actually quite sweet. Now, Japanese whiskey. Suntory. This is actually the only bottle of Japanese whiskey I have in the house. Um, Japanese whiskeys, it's actually quite expensive, um, the import duties and so on and so forth. But how did it all start? Well, it started with a guy called Masataka Takisuru. Now, he was a chemistry student. And he was born in Hiroshima in 1894. Now, at the start of the 20th century, a man called Shinjiro Tori had opened a shop selling fortified wine and other drinks, but he had an idea to produce whiskey. So he got Takatsuru and basically uh, Japan at the time was opening up for trade. Japan had really been uh, a closed society for centuries. Didn't, uh, even whenever people went to trade, to go to it, to, to, to speak. They had to stay on these big offshore platforms. They weren't actually allowed to set foot on Japanese soil. All born a very mysterious uh, Irish Zen monk, which uh, nobody really knows an awful lot about, but that's, that's a true story. That's another thing. Anyway, so as it opened up to trade, there was some emissaries sent over from Japan, over to the UK. And because the two countries were very similar, you know, island nations, large populations. Japan very quickly industrialized. And part of that was they sent a trade delegation over. Some of them had tasted whiskey, they, they basically went back, and the Japanese, this guy, Sinjuro Tori, decided that making whiskey was a thing. So he sent Takasuru over. So Takasuru came over in December 1918. And this was just after the, the First World War. Japan just over, just over 100 years ago. Just over 100 years ago. Just Marty, over 100 years ago, yeah. So they came over just after the First World War, and Japan and, and the UK and America and stuff were allies at the time. So over he came, and he went to Glasgow to study organic chemistry. Now, he studied at Glasgow Uni for a, for a few months, really, and then in April 1919, he began an apprenticeship in Longmorn Distillery in Strathspey. Then he went to James, James Collender and Co. in the Lowlands. Now, when he arrived, he stayed at a Mrs. Cowan's house. 
Now, her husband had died. Her husband was a doctor. He had passed away, and she took in this young Japanese man into her home as a lodger to, to obviously make some more money. Now, this was in uh, Kirkintulloch, which is north of Glasgow. So her daughter, Rita, fell in love with Masataka. Is this them? Um, Is this them? Not them, yeah. Now, in January uh, 1920, Rita, the, the, the landlady's daughter, Masataka got married in in Kelton Registry Office. Now, this this was to very much to the disapproval of both families. I mean, you have to remember Japanese society with the Shinto religion was certainly before the Second World War set up in a very strict hierarchy. The emperor was God. He wasn't treated as a God. He was actually seen as God and everybody below it was seen as sort of part of a big Japanese family. So Tamari outside of Japan was really, that was a, a very much a no-no. And then one can imagine, obviously, back at that point, for some a, a Scottish woman to marry a Japanese guy would have been certainly very much uh, not, the, not the norm. Let's just put it like that. So the two of them got married, and they, they moved about a few different places, and they ended up just across the water from me in Hazelburn in Campbelltown, where if, if you've ever been there over, I mean, Springbank owned Hazelburn now, and it's a fabulous place. Campbelltown's a fabulous place. But is, anyway. that, is that the one with the cow in it? Is that the one with the cow in it? Is it? Let's no, have a look. no. It's the other one. Mm-hmm. Do I have a picture of it? I thought I had a picture. No, I don't. No. I don't think you do. I'm not sure you do. All right. So Takatsuru said to his wife, I'll stay in Scotland with you. I'll stay here. And she said, no, 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 no. We have to go back to Japan because that's that's the reason you're here to go back to Japan, and she went back to Japan with her husband. So they went back, and when they got back there, they adopted a girl, a little girl called Rima. So, I mean, it's a strange story. It's a very strange story. Wait, now, Shinjiro Toki built a distillery, uh, and Takatsuru was put in charge of it, and that was in, in 1923. So the Yamazaki distillery opened in December 1924. Uh, now, that's it there. Good. Now, production and in 1929, the first Japanese single malt whiskey, Shirofuda, and if there's any Japanese people listening, I do apologize for my pronunciation, but bear with me. Shirofuda, the white label was launched. Okay, this was the first single malt Made. Now, Takatsuru, I've never seen them. I wouldn't know Topner Taylor if I had, but apparently his records are the best records of anybody kept from that time. I mean, he was he was extremely meticulous in, in, in jotting down what he needed to jot down. So the whiskey was made really exactly the same as, as a Scotch whiskey, and it was a total disaster, total disaster. It was too heavy, too rich, Peter, absolute awful, um, total slop. Now, his boss thought that, that, that this is a disaster. 
But Tanakatsuru was basically insistent that this is how whiskey is made. It has to be made this way. But Shinjiro Tori wanted to make it probably a bit more like, like Irish whiskey, lighter, a bit more palatable and approachable for the Japanese, Japanese market. Now, at the time, Rita was teaching wealthy, um, wealthy Japanese children how to play the piano. And what she did was she basically convinced the parents of these children to lend her husband enough money to open his own distillery. Okay. So they did. They, I, I don't know what way it ended up or what way it, in terms of how they got it, but they got enough money that they moved up to Yochi, which is in the Northern Ireland of the Northern Ireland, the Northern Island of Hokkaido, which is way up north, much more like the Scottish climate. I mean, we know that uh, the likes of Honshu and stuff, it's a lot further south, very humid. But up north of Japan is, is a lot more like Scotland. There's lots of snow, a lot colder. And he set up a distillery, and that would become Nika. So the Nika distillery. Now, when he left his former So he's employer, instrumental in two of the biggest brands in Japan, then, basically? He's basically instrumental in the whole of the Japanese. He's known as the father of Japanese whiskey. Everybody recognizes that without him, Japanese whiskey would never have started. But when he left the company, when he left Yamazaki Distillery, they didn't do too bad. Okay, They went on to become Santori. And Santori now is Beam Santori, third largest drinks company in the world. They own... I want to, this is... This is just some of what they own. It's nowhere near, nowhere near at all. In Irish whiskey, they own Cooley, Kilbegan, Connemara, and Turconnell. Uh, other drinks that they own, they, they bought over Jim Beam for, I think it was 14 billion euro, or 14 billion dollars. They own Maker's Mark, Ardmore, Ockentoshan, Teachers, Bowmore, Old Crow, Canadian Club, Corvusier, Rybina, <laughs> Blue Caraco, Lucasaid. You know, they did okay. My Japanese, favorite. Japanese whiskies. They, they own Hakushu, Hibiki, Suntory, Yamazaki. They went on to already. They did okay. You know, <laughs> him leaving didn't really affect them that much. So they were onto something okay. Now, Takasuru, as I say, was regarded as the father of Japanese whiskey. And Nika, he stuck to the principles that he had picked up in Scotland. Um, they went from strength to strength as well. Today, has two distilleries, so Yoshi uh, and Kofi, Takasuru Pure Malt, and they also own the Ben Nevis distillery, which is the one with the cows in it, in Scotland, in Fort William. I think I have. So they did okay. I think I have, but where do you find the cows? Because I like these cows here. <laughs> I like these I cows. There, there you go. There, there's the cows. There's the Highland cattle. Look at that there. Isn't that beautiful? I wouldn't like to be yeah. up Ben Nevis today. It would, uh, well, it's slightly Baltic there. Slightly Baltic. It would be extremely cold up there. You'd need to be one of those cows to be okay up there today. <laughs> now, as I say, both of these distilleries did exceptionally well. And... Whoops. Tagasuru went, basically went from strength to strength. But he did it 
with his wife's support. He couldn't have done it without her. He really couldn't. Now, Rita died in 1961. Uh, All right. And she's buried. Rita looks a bit yeah. like Rita looks a bit like the mother there. That's that's captioned as Rita. That p- particular picture. That's uh, quite uh, quite quite quite. Uh, she just looks very traditionally Japanesey. She does. I mean, she she must have she must have really immersed herself in the culture, and she became massively respected after she died. The the main road in Yoshi's actually named Rita Road after her. Wow. I mean, that's a huge honor for Japanese people to, to, to adopt someone like that. Now, Takatsuru lived until 1979 and he died in Tokyo, but the two of them are buried together in Yoshi. And I mean, he's hugely respected around the world for what he did. Now, now the thing about it is the story doesn't end there with okay. the two of them passing away. Ja- Japanese whiskey really bubbled along, was doing okay, wasn't necessarily going massive, massive. And a lot of people didn't really treat it with the maybe the respect that it was due. It probably was seen as something similar to maybe maybe the likes of Indian whiskies, maybe or something like that, but better quality. You know, the, the, there's, there's, there's good, there'll be good Indian whiskies out there, but they're probably not, looked at in the same way that scotches and, and some of the higher end Irish stuff is certainly not the way Japanese is treated now but in 2014 there was a soap opera made about this called Masan and it was broadcast in Japan it was a little 15 minute episodes broadcast I think it was six times six times a week now it was the first time NHK which is the the sort of BBC if you like of Japan and it was the first time that they had ever made uh, one of their Asadora series that featured a non-Japanese actress in a leading role. Okay. And it told the story. It told the story of these two. Right. Of course, it would have to because she was a Caucasian. Of course. She- of course. But this was a huge success. A huge success. And it caused sales in some sectors in Japan to go up by 200%. Yeah. <laughs> that shows you how much people bought into this. They, they, it became basically like, uh, you know, Love Actually kind of thing. I mean, it was a massive success. Now, it would not be 200%. In 2015, some of the Japanese whiskies were named the best whiskies in the world. This came as such a shock to people that the, the, these Japanese whiskies were treated with such respect. On the secondary market now, a lot of these sort of early Japanese whiskies, I mean, the prices of them are just ridiculous. I mean, you could be talking for a, a, a Yamazaki from 1980s, £10,000, £10,000, £15,000 plus. <clears throat> Well, I have a lovely Japanese whiskey story, and it's a bit like lost in translation. I went over to be uh, interviewed to be the manager of a radio station in Scotland once, mm-hmm. and a friend of mine was also being interviewed for the job. So we made a holiday of it and went for a week in Scotland. We basically went on the tour in Scotland for a week. Mm-hmm. And 
visited a few distilleries actually. We went to the Iron ones on the way back. You know, we were down in Campbelltown and we came across the boat and across. But anyway, it's another story. It's, a, it's 2006. This is quite a while ago, 15 years ago now. And we went into this uh, hotel and we had uh, a rather small single room each, the sort that you would have if you were in the oil industry. It wasn't big. So we spent most of the time in the bar. And I, I like to try different things. So I said to the barman, what's that whiskey there? I've, ne I've never seen that whiskey before. What is that there? And he says, that's a fake whiskey. Mm -hmm. And I, what do you mean it's a fake whiskey? That is a prop that was used in a Japanese whiskey commercial. It doesn't exist. It's, it's fake. And I went, it's what? It's fake? And he says, do you want some? And he gave us the stuff free. And we finished all off. And I've been sitting there for ages. But it was obviously, <laughs> it was probably a good Japanese whiskey I was drinking. But it was in a fake bottle. Yeah. You couldn't make that up. <laughs> Honestly, you see, if anybody has bottles of early Japanese whiskies, they are worth a huge amount of money. Huge amount of money. It's before anybody in the West kind of realised how good they were. This is that they were well known in Japan, and there were certain people picked up that they were good and bought bought lots of nice ones. And there's limited edition ones. Now the Japanese whisky industry now is. I mean, Santori have a turnover of $20.4 billion. $20.4 billion uh, a year. Uh, Japanese whiskey is worth just shy of a billion dollars. It's a billion dollar industry. Uh, it's just a fabulous story. And it's all based really on the fact that, that Rita Kayan said she would go back to Japan with her husband. Now, if she had, if she'd have said, nope, we'll stay in Scotland, we'll stay in Glasgow, who knows? It might never have happened. In, in her local museum, in her hometown, she's listed as one of the most notable people from the area. So there you go. Right. So we're being asked that's a question. That's my little love story for Valentine's That's a lovely story. Now, we've got about 10 minutes left tonight. Mm -hmm. And we've been asked a few questions. Uh, Michael Matthews, oh, uh, nope. we'll get on to his uh, second. But first is Stacey McAllister's asking, if you take the UK, Ireland and the likes of India stroke Japan out of the equation, what country is up and coming? Uh, I would probably say Germany. Um, yeah. Lots and lots and lots of German distilleries opening now. America, we already know about. Yeah, America. Well, yeah. America, America's, America's got 2,000 whiskey distilleries in it now. 2,000. Um, they're opening. I mean, as I say, New York State has more whiskey distilleries in it than Ireland. Uh, they're coming thick and fast. But 95% of all American whiskies are made by three companies. Three companies. And the other 5% is really made by 2,000. So it's a huge market but India I mean in terms of the production that they have it's just it's on a different plane China I don't think would be anywhere near it but Germany Germany's always been big whiskey drinking fans um, and they have they have a lot of distilleries in it too there's more distilleries in Germany than there is in Scotland as a matter of fact so that, in, in China, they actually there's a local drink that's more popular than whiskey in China. You were showing me it last. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, it's like a it's like a rice spirit that they they ferment and bury it and stuff. Um, 
there's burgeoning the burgeoning middle classes in China and India uh, are getting much more disposable income, and as they do that, they'll begin to look and buy, you know, your more expensive Irish and uh, bourbons and, and scotches. But you'll start to see their domestic market start catering for them too. But Germany would be the one that I would say is probably the up and coming one. Okay. Now, uh, with another question, it's come in from uh, Michael Matthews, and he's talking about the most expensive bottle in the world. But I, I think we had the most expensive bottle on the other week there, did we not? That Fabergé well, one. <laughs> that's, that's a slightly different kettle of fish. That's, you're buying a Fabergé bespoke Fabergé handcrafted watch and a Fabergé egg. The whiskey's kind of a subsidiary to that. Yeah. Um, the most expensive whiskey is uh, is Macallan. Uh, you know, your, your limited edition Macallan's at auction. Million pound plus now. Um, as I, I keep telling people, if you have 10,000 pound and want to buy a bottle of whiskey, you've got an awful lot of choice, a huge amount of choice. Um I mean, McAllen's always do really well at auction. Um, there's some of the, the, the Irish stuff that's maybe one-off bottles. So the likes of your, there's a Nuns Island that floated about for a while that went at auction and that went for a vast sum of money. Uh, I mean, single malt whiskies just weren't sold. They just weren't sold. And if you have something from the 1960s single malt it's it's always going to be worth a lot of money but um lots of people are now collecting them for investment purposes including investment unit trusts are, are pushing the prices of stuff up to you so well that's, yep. that's, a, that's a different a different game altogether uh, sean mcclellan's been asking he says marty please give a quick rating of that Japanese whiskey or, or, or Japanese whiskey in general, I've almost picked it up a couple of times. So, uh, what would you recommend that's affordable and attainable around uh, Northern Ireland where we are? Uh, Nika from the Barrow is is exceptionally good. Now, it's, these are these are I hate saying expensive because they're they're expensive, but you're <laughs> when you buy quality, you're going to have to pay for it. Uh, Nika from the Barrows, I think, is fifty six percent. Uh, ABV, it's probably about eighty pound a bottle, there thereabouts. But it's fabulous stuff. It really is. Uh, this Santori Toki, this is fairly cheap. I think that's about thirty quid a bottle. It's okay. That's I wouldn't judge Japanese whiskey based on that. But it's like most of these things. If you're ever wanting to have an experiment, um, don't be don't be scared to just buy a whiskey and and have a go with it because you might think mm, it's not as good as, as as I hoped, but it's something different, and you're always going to have to put your feet in the water at some point, you know. Yeah, yeah, you are. Uh, so, uh, well, uh, we've sort of covered the love story tonight. I I don't even know how you managed to do this and come up with such brilliant content. It's <laughs> directly. I mean, this is just fantastic. For, for Valentine's Day night, you said, we're going to do a love story. I think, how the hell is this guy going to make a love story relevant to uh, whiskey? And mm. there, you, there, you, there you go. I mean, it's, it, it's pretty unbelievable stuff, you know. Well, it kind of is, you know. Um, that entire industry, I mean, that's a, that's a billion dollar a year industry. And I mean, one of the 
a couple of the biggest companies in the world, certainly one of the biggest drinks companies in the world, Suntory, basically rested on one woman's decision to, to up sticks and go to Japan. Yeah, there's even statues up to this guy. So, you know, when you yeah. get a statue, you, you, you've, made, you've made it, you know. When Prohibition kicks in, they'll, they'll take his statue down again, you know. So. No, they, they, won't, they, won't, they won't bring in Prohibition in Japan. <laughs> no, but, but no, they, uh, it's, it's just one of those nice stories that when that soap opera came on in 2014, people just raved about it. Now, another thing about the Japanese whiskey industry, You've heard of the highball cocktail, uh, basically whiskey and soda water. I have. Well, I have, yes. That, that was invented in Japan. And what happened was Japanese whiskey wasn't really selling that well domestically. It was doing okay, but nothing special. And some of the bars and stuff weren't really stocking any of it. And then they noticed that there was a couple of bars where it was selling miles more than anywhere else. And what they discovered was they were they were making whiskey highball cocktails, just a sample of whiskey and soda water cocktail. And because of Japanese food, it paired really well with Japanese food. And now there's bars over there that just actually have it on tap because they sell so much of it. And that's where highball whiskey comes from. Highball cocktails comes from Japan. There you go. I guess that in a million years. If that helps you win an episode of The Chase, I'll give you a 10%. <laughs> See if you go on. You see, see if you don't take the big offer, you'll never live it down, son. And you'll never live it down. You're a tour guide. You're supposed to know a little about a lot. So, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to go on that, take on the big beast. I'd, I'd love to get him. So, uh, I, I see how Barry slams the wall when he's angry. Yeah, you, you, you say avoid the vixen, she's the fastest, isn't she? Well, put it like this, I. If you go on Beat the Chasers, the one that avoids the Sinnerman, the Sinnerman is by far and away the best at it. But your girl, the Vixen, if you ever notice how quick she says she doesn't know stuff, mm-hmm. which is a, a skill in and of itself. But no, I, I, I'd i love to go on those quiz shows. They, 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 I think I'll go on some of them. All right. Uh, so there you go. Uh, listen, we, we do a podcast now every uh Wednesday, uh, Wednesday it goes up on Anchor FM, but you can actually just ask your smart speaker if you shout your smart speaker's name and say, is that Alexa, Jonathan? Is that Alexa? Yeah, well, it is. Some people call it computer, some people call it hey Google. But if you shout it and say, play Irish Whiskey Review podcast, it'll play the latest episode and you can listen to us. Me and him, yeah. Yeah, well, 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 actually, we were talking to uh, Sir Morris O'Connell oh. in, in the latest one, and we'll have him on this thing in a in a couple of weeks because uh, in Vision it's totally different because you get to see the product. But we'll have him on whenever uh, me and you get better internet. So uh, no. I, I'm going to apply to Elon Musk to get Starlink in. You know, <laughs> 2,500 quid, you know, to get it in. Yeah. But at least we might be able to have five bars for longer than five minutes, you know. So... Uh, there you go. I hope I hope it's been watchable tonight, folks. Do let us know in the comments. Uh, always comment, like, and share. And remember, Facebook, uh, like us, uh, hit like, and go to uh, Irish Whiskey Review on YouTube and hit subscribe. And if you fancy buying us a coffee, do it. Buy me a coffee slash Irish Whiskey. And remember, if you sign up full membership for a year, 40 quid, 
you're going on a trip with us when we're out of this godforsaken lockdown because it's getting to me a bit. Yeah, it's getting to me too. It's just, it's, I'm just fed up with the whole thing. I today, by the way, I did an interview for another podcast, a rival, Justin. Arrival? You going to defect? Are you? No. Uh, whiskey chats. I, I. It was supposed to be half an hour, and it ended up two hours. Uh, we're just sitting, chatting, and talking away. A uh, really nice guy, Laurie Dwyer. Uh, so look out for that. I'll share it whenever it comes up, and you can, if you want to hear me whittering away about whiskey again for there two hours. There it is. You can find it there. Whiskey chats. It's on the screen now. You can find it. Have a wee, have a wee look. Uh, and uh, there you go. Uh, that's about it. Uh, thank you very much for watching tonight. Uh, let's see what people are saying. Nah, my head. I need my head shard, Grant Erskine. Yet he's saying it's getting to me too. Yeah. Uh, Julie Mason saying thank you for another great show. Uh, Patrick Mulcrey saying great show. Uh, Sean saying great show. Uh, and Sean Shane Foley is saying my smart speaker just started playing the podcast. That's what I like to hear. That's what you want, you know. But uh, no, no, it, it's it's pretty good. We're actually, we're our our fourth biggest listened market is actually India now. Would you believe that, Marty? <laughs> Justin. I, me and you are going to start learning that Bollywood dancing. You know, the, <laughs> the screen and the light bulb stuff. I, I love that. I think that's just it's Indian people. Me and you have worked with lots of Indian groups. Uh, and they, I find Indian people just hilarious. I think they're, they're wonderful. They've got a, just a, a real something about them that's really nice. I, I love Indian people. They're funny. They're, they do Indian men and their hair. <laughs> it's just something to be seen. They're always back to their hair. You know, it's just it's just a cultural thing. It's hilarious. Well, we we we've, we're going to record this show. Sure, it's good tomorrow morning. I'm going to be up early in the morning at uh, uh, ten o'clock to have some croissants. It's half eleven, just no, no. But I'm getting up at ten to have some croissants and coffee. I need to get up in the gear. I can't just get out of bed and go. I have to have an hour to get up. But anyway, good night, everybody. Thanks for watching. Really enjoyed it. Always remember to tell your friends, comment, like, and thirst. Thank you very much for watching. Thanks for supporting us as well at uh, Biography as well. All the best. Uh, remember, catch the podcast Wednesday night. There'll be another one out. And it's, uh, well, it might be about cocktails this week. We don't know, but we're hoping, Never know. We're hoping Never it will be. Whatever, no. All right. All the best. Good night. Stay safe.